You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Tuesday. We're back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. I probably should say I'm just a man about Southeast Michigan. <laughs> In the last uh, 30-ish hours, I've gone to Ann Arbor four times. Keep in mind, I'm up in Fenton right now. Uh, I went to West Bloomfield. Uh, I went to Sterling Heights in Washington on two separate days. There's two separate days. It's been nuts, but I am pleased to announce that I do believe, because I have decided not to double up tonight, and I'm having a lot of faith in how quickly, and this is probably my famous last words, how quickly I can get my stuff moved in with my uncle. Everything's staged in the garage right now to be able to to move over there. That I am going to be, uh, and with the internet working and everything, uh, reportedly that will happen tomorrow as well. This is the last show here in our liminal space. So we are, uh, we're hoping, it'll probably be an uh, hopefully, if everything goes to plan, an early evening show, because tomorrow is my mom's birthday as well. It's just a hectic day, but today's been a hectic day. Yesterday was a hectic day. Saturday was a hectic day. Sunday, well, Sunday was one as well. So, there you go. Just another hectic day. And then Thursday, everything will return to seeming normal, just in a different space without much setup. You're not going to see a whole lot of set for a little while because I just don't have the stuff and I don't know if I have the room to be honest until I uh, build out the other area. All right. So here's what we're going to do today is we're going to do, uh, I haven't written this yet. I'm writing it tonight at some point, but I've already at least come up with it. I'm I'm doing our post spring depth chart uh, and we're going to start with the offensive side today. Tomorrow we'll do defensive and that's going to be the plan. And then so we'll, we'll, we'll break it down through two segments and then overarching thoughts after that. And hopefully I got everybody. All right, so let's start with the most obvious position, quarterback. That is a very entrenched starter in J.J. McCarthy. He is the guy, barring any kind of injury. And I don't care if you look at the beginning of the spring game and sit there and say, well, it didn't start off well. I mean, it finished off well. He was through for 70% uh, passing. So, I mean, it's it's J.J. McCarthy's show, obviously. I don't think anyone, I mean, I haven't been on social media the last couple of days and I haven't been on the message boards. So, um, I, I don't know that there's anything, uh, anyone complaining. <laughs> but, I mean, it's Michigan. So I'm certain there's someone complaining and being like, that Alex Orgy looked really good. Time to put him in. Hey, I mean, he did look good, but that doesn't mean that, that he's ready for the number one show here. Um, behind him, I went with the or between Tuttle and Warren. Tuttle started the game, Warren finished it is kind of how that went. Now, all parties involved had big mistakes, turnovers and such. Jack Tuttle looked like he was a little bit better at improvising and making something happen when things broke down. 
I thought he was really impressive. Probably, I probably felt like he was more impressive than he was in a lot of ways. Because even though there was all this talk coming out of spring ball, my expectations were so low. <laughs> and again, that's no offense to Jack, but I mean, you're, you're a backup at Indiana. And it wasn't like you were backing up. I mean, yeah, one year you, he was backing up. Um, what's his face? Michael Penix. But last year, I, who was he even backing up? He was backing up Connor Bazelak. And he couldn't crack that. So uh, I have a lot of faith restored in him. I take back a lot of what I've said. His stat line wasn't necessarily pretty for 6 for 12, 50%. But I still thought he showed you a moxie that reminded me, and I know this isn't a popular name to say in Ann Arbor, but it reminded me of Shea Patterson. He had a lot of moxie. Davis Warren finished it, right? He went out and showed you why he's so well thought of. I think it's a coin flip, and I think it very well could be situational if they feel like they need uh, to go to a backup for whatever reason. I think it's a situational type of deal. Do you, do you need someone to just finish out a game and you've got two healthy uh, running backs? Spoiler alert. Or do you have, uh, or, or do you need need to come back in spectacular fashion. I think it's going to be situational. So that brings us to the running back position. You know, I'm taking so much time here. I do feel like maybe we'll split this in three segments. We'll see. Running back position, obvious. It's 1A and 1B, as it was last year as the starters. So it's Blake Corum or Donovan Edwards. Um, certainly Blake Corum is the starter. Not, but Donovan Edwards is also a starter. It's kind of a weird way to to kind of look at it, but that's it. But I also went with an or with the backup running backs. And I went with Kalel Mullings as the the first kind of one. I think he would be the first of the off the bench as a running back. Then I have Benjamin Hall because I just don't think that you can teach what he does. And so sorry to Tavier Dunlap and CJ Stokes and all of them. CJ Stokes very well might be that guy. Maybe maybe it's Mullings or Hall or Stokes or Stokes or whatever. We didn't see CJ Stokes. I I just I feel like Benjamin Hall is going to see a lot of time this year just because he's a different style of running back. And they went with Mullings over Stokes last year as it was. So I'm going to stick with it. And the idea, I think, would be C.J. Stokes is going to see time, but I think it's going to be kind of more of he's going to come in and it's going to be a... um, He's going to come in kind of in that third lightning role. But I think that Mullings and Hall are both thunder. And when you consider that Benjamin Hall was likened by Mike Hart to Hassan Haskins or Kevin Grady, that makes all the sense in the world that he would be up in that spot. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead. Let's do tight end and then move on. You know what? No, we, we're, we're at that point in time. Let's move on now, and then we'll, we'll just keep, keep things rolling. Then we'll do wide receiver tight end, and then we'll hit the all, whole offensive line, because I feel like I'm taking enough time. I see, that's the thing, is trying to budget your time. Sometimes you, you, know, you, you know, don't know if it's going to work, you don't know if it's going to, if you're going to have enough things to say. Turns out I do. After what's been a really busy day and still is going to be really busy. I still have uh, 
So stuff to pack. You see that big TV behind me that if you're watching on video, that's got to go. These lights, this computer, all of this stuff. Everything must go. Anyhow, all right, we're going to move on. Before we do that, the Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know, I'll be voting for the Coconut Brownie Chunk Bar, and if you, uh, in a hypothetical situation, Michigan's in the Final Four, if you want them to win in your, your dreamland hypothetical nation, uh, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your par or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. What makes Built bars and puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you are there. <laughs> Say it's still there. You can vote every day in March or it's April, whichever you want to do. So hop in and support your pick. I will tell you what, and I don't know that this is going to happen in season, but off season, once everything is settled in, which might take a few weeks, I have the storage unit to like the 23rd. And it might change again because I'm going to be going on the team trip, which uh, theoretically begins later this month. But we will get away from this 8, it's 8.38 right now. We will get away from these evening podcast postings and the goal will be for them to be up by noon. That is the the, the goal once, uh, once I have, you know, it's my own space and routine that fits and all of that get back to what we were at the beginning 2018 when we started this granted it wasn't on video so i didn't i was gonna say i don't have didn't have to look presentable i don't look presentable on any show anyway most of the time yes i showered today i'm just wearing a hoodie and a hat and like what's what's the harm in that you know so we're we're gonna try to do that that is that is a personal goal. I'm not saying it's set in stone or guaranteed. We've learned a lot about my guarantees when it comes to when and how and all of everything regarding the show. But the goal is to knock it out early. That is the goal. So hopefully we will attain that goal. So try to hold me accountable. It might be some gibberish because my mind does not wake up until about 5 p.m., but still all right let's get to a wide receiver we spent all that time on quarterback and running back so we'll do the wide receivers and tight ends this is a little difficult to parse but we did see cornelius johnson we did see we saw peyton o'leary fred moore uh we saw samaj morgan we didn't see roman wilson we didn't see him and you know what these guys will move around in different spots so the first two are going to be considered your outside receivers and then wide receiver three and, and uh, here is going to be more of my slot. Um, so here is what I'm going with. Wide receiver one is obviously Cornelius Johnson. I'm sticking Darius Clemens as his backup. I didn't think that Darius Clemens necessarily showed you at least. I mean, maybe he's showing things behind the scenes, but in the spring game, which is what we're going off of in part, 
I don't think he necessarily showed you like this. Okay, it's obviously that guy. But the hope is by end of the season, maybe he will be. Maybe he's split out on the other end. The good thing is, is you've got a lot of different candidates to do a lot of different things. But Cornelius is the obvious first guy out there, the main target, fifth-year senior guy. Been around forever, 2019. Crazy to think, that Rutgers game, that was it. Joe Milton to Cornelius Johnson. Other side, wide receiver two, I have Roman Wilson as our starter. But then I got a little bit crafty with the oars. Now, Roman Wilson, before well, I want to move before I move on to the backup, I mean, we didn't see Roman Wilson in the spring ball. It's fine. I want to remind you, I think of him as a diet version of Devontae Smith. Diet version, remember. So don't get mad at me and say, you said he's a... I just think he's got the speed, the route running, the hands... It's, it's just he gets injured in week five every year, and it doesn't work out. If he can stay healthy, again, Nebraska trip, leave him in Ann Arbor. You've got other guys. Then he might, you know, it would be a final destination situation, and he, he gets run over by a bike in the bike trail and something. His backup, I did the oar situation. I, 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 I know this goes against a lot of what I said in the show yesterday, but I went with Peyton O'Leary. Granted, this is a backup. Peyton O'Leary or Fred Moore. Both huge games in the spring game. Fred Moore really looked the part. Long catch and run, a couple other catches. Well, long catch, really. But I, I think that he's going to be capable so that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, next, the slot. I'm going Tyler Morris as the starter. Sight unseen. I just, again, feel. And granted, I, I asked some people, and I didn't ask all of the right people, but I asked one of the right people. There was someone else who said, oh, you'd have to ask this person. And I didn't talk. To, I talked to that person, but I didn't ask them. Uh, about the, my theory about who were given mixed with who's in the pictures that they post. I'm still going to stick with Tyler Morris, which means that AJ Henning I have as a, as the guy behind him, but, and that's in large part just because AJ Henning didn't really do anything last year. After all this, he can be Debo Samuel. We saw for three seconds and then it was done. UConn game. They're like, Hey, let's feature him for a couple plays. All right, sit down until next year outside of your returning capability. Now, but I have A.J. Henning as an or with Samaj Morgan, who has been getting all the accolades in spring, didn't get anything going in the spring game, but I still think that he's probably in there somewhere and they'll work out something with him for some gadget plays or whatever. So, yeah. Tight end, I think, is probably pretty obvious. That'll fin- we'll finish out the segment with tight end. Uh, I have an and or because obviously sometimes Michigan has one, sometimes Michigan has two. It's all going to be very situational. I have AJ Barner and or Colston Loveland. And you can flip that in whatever order. I have, I have it written down as Colston Loveland and or AJ Barner. Loveland did, had one catch. That was it. Did next to nothing. 
in this one, but you know he's going to be a big part of the offense. Barner, however, was a big part of the offense in this game. Had a touchdown, had a couple impressive catches, certainly looked the part. I mean, again, you know how Michigan operates with the tight end position. I have them and or. Behind them, I don't think it's any surprise it would be Matthew Hibner. Had a huge play early in the game. Uh, It's year four. Former four stars, been kind of just biding his time. So it makes absolute sense that it's Matthew Hibner's at least on the quote too deep. And I'll do an or here with Max Bredesen. I didn't write that down, but I just re- remembered that. So Max Bredesen would be the or there. They clearly liked Max Bredesen enough to insert him quite a bit last year, mostly as a blocker. But I think it's you're going to see a lot more Hibner. It's just his time, and he showed you what you were hoping to see in the spring game. All right, we have the whole offensive line to get to. Lots of guesswork, I guess, because uh, it's not like it was the you know ones versus twos and twos versus ones and all of that stuff. But uh, still, I, I, you're probably not going to see a heck of a lot of big changes. We'll get to that here in just a moment. All right, let's finish up with the offensive line. My two deep, sometimes it's three. Certainly we could go further. I feel like I'm probably missing somebody here and there. I'm I'm sticking with the sight unseen, the, the upgrade unknown. Starting left tackle, Ladarius Henderson. That's what he was brought in to do. Uh, cert- there was someone who was arguing on YouTube like that he's not he's not a left tackle. I'm sorry, but that's why Michigan brought him in. He will be the left tackle. It's like when people were arguing back in the day of is Josh Metellus a safety or a viper, or is Cleek Hudson a safety or a viper, and they were arguing Josh Metellus is, is a viper and Cleek Hudson's a safety, and sometimes things aren't just what they seem on the face, you know. Uh, but uh, the, on the face of it all, Ladarius Henderson was brought in to be the left tackle. I, mean, I got Jeff Percy backing him up. You could do a bunch of different things, however. You you know, you could make the, if it's not Ladarius Henderson, could be the loser of the right tackle batter, battle or the winner. It could be Carson Barnard. It could be Trent A. Jones. It could be you know, Miles Hinton. It could be any number of guys. So... Multiple options, um, but I'm going to go Ladarius Henderson, Jeff Percy. Obviously entrenched at left guard, Trevor Keegan. I think it goes without saying his backup is Joel Hadi, who that's the rotation as it was last year. Ain't broke. We're not going to fix it. It just is what it is. Center, we're going sight unseen again. We're going with Drake Nugent. And I don't really know who to go with in the backup, so that's why I went with an or. Raheem Anderson or Greg Crippen. Could be either or. Would I be surprised if any of the three started? I wouldn't, but we don't have enough information to go off of at this point to say what's obvious. I'm going to stick with my guns here that Drake Nugent is going to be somewhere between Andrew Vistardis and Olu Oluwatimi. And that's going to be how it goes. And therefore, sorry, you're three guys. You are still on the bench for, for now. 
better luck next year. Or, you know, blowout situations, injury situations, someone will be called up. We'll see how that goes. Right guard, obvious entrenched guy. Yeah, see, this is going way faster than I thought it was going to because it's just, I guess it's more obvious than I thought. Right guard is obviously entrenched, and that's Zach Zinter. We didn't see him in the spring game, but I don't think we needed to. He's not backing anybody up. I didn't or, however, with the next scenario, which is Reese Atterbury or Miles Hinton. We didn't see Hinton. I would not be surprised, however, if Michigan's like, we just need to get talent out there at times. And if they move Hinton inside as a break glass in case of emergency type scenario. So that is what that is. Finishing out, I've got uh, the obvious at right tackle, Carson Barnhart or Trente Jones. The backup for them is Carson Barnhart or Trente Jones. If you really want to be meticulous about it, you could say Tristan Bounds, perhaps. And you know what? Going back to like right either of the guard spots, you, you could say or Andrew Gentry. I thought he looked good in what I, what I could tell uh, in the spring game as well. So this isn't exhaustive. The, the thing is they've got so many bodies and it's impossible to necessarily say for with any kind of certainty outside of Trevor Keegan and Zach Zinter, what is, who's going to be where and doing what? Quality problem. And they've got more guys just doing different things here. It's, it's a really impressive group. All right, before we move on, I do want to address one quick thing. Um, I thought it was really funny. The, uh, the bussin' with the boys, the fake fight. Who would win in a fight, Brian Hartline or Mike Hart? If you missed it, uh, bussin' with the boys was down in Columbus. That had to absolutely hurt Taylor Lewan's soul. Uh, and, uh, just in this short clip, uh, they, they, he told, uh, Brian Hartline, you know, you're not the only coach Hart in the conference. There's another one. And, uh, and said, Oh, who is that? Mike Hart. Who, who do you think you think you could beat Mike Hart in a fight? And Brian Hartline said, yeah, but I think I could beat any offensive coordinators in a fight. Okay. And, uh, then Mike Hart, uh, tweeted relatedly. Lions do not worry about the opinions of sheep. I think that that's fun. That's the type of stuff that I feel like we're missing. And that's like, I was, I was talking to my best friend, Doug earlier today. And I was, I was saying like, this is what it used to be in the off season. When, when I, for the first several years from when I started to, to later, there was always something you know, that that was going on, on a daily basis because he was asking like, oh, so, you know, now the spring game's over, basketball's over. What 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 is what do things look like? I'm like, well, I'm going to move in and then we're just going to try to find ways to, to stay productive and keep busy here. Um, and that means delving into recruiting and some other things. Once I get settled in, then I can get on the get on the horn with some recruits and stuff. Uh, but uh, like we used to. But uh, he, he was like, oh, so will that take up, you know, will that do everything that you needed to? And I'm like, 
Well, no, but at the, at once upon a time, it used to be like, yeah, you'd write one or two recruiting things a day. You'd write maybe like an opinion piece, but there'd be like two or three news items every single day. And since COVID, that hasn't been the case. So that is the kind of thing that's lighthearted. That's fun. It's a rivalry thing. And it's great. Mike Hart, since becoming a coach at Michigan, is 2-0 against Ohio State. Brian Hartline is, if you want to go on-field coach, he's 2-2 two two against Michigan. Obviously, Brian Hartline's uh, 4-0 and uh, on the field, and Mike Hart's 0-4. Nonetheless, to the victor go the spoils, and right now Mike Hart's riding a win, a win streak. His position unit is what really did Ohio State in, so yeah. Have at it. You know, it's harmless. I'm sure there's some people who are, you know, on either side that are all upset, you know, whether it's the the people who are upset at Brian Hartline for saying what he did or the people who, you know, in Columbus that are upset with Mike Hart. Whatever. It's fun. More of that, please. Let's get back to that. All right. That's going to do it for today's show. The last one in this space, if all goes according to plan. But uh, we will be back tomorrow. Likely extremely exhausted. I might be asleep, but we'll get to the defense. My too deep there. We'll talk to you then. Peace. Peace.